0: Foodies rock with Leslie Chesterman on show (laughs) 97.7 an expert's guide for what to put in your mouth (laughs) and where to do it
1: it's 11 minutes after seven o'clock on this the eighth day of January we're downtown I made a mistake I said it was minus 11 with the windshields minus five good morning Leslie only minus five. Only minus five. Not bad for that January. It's practically balmy. Yeah, isn't it? Though, <laughs> Happy New Year, by the way.
0: Happy New Year. Did you have a good? Well, you went away. So yes, I, a,
1: did. yes I did. Yes, I did. Lovely
0: time. Did you I, eat well?
1: Uh, yes, we did. We we ate very well, actually. We um, we had uh, a spectacular dinner as we always do on Christmas Day with my family, and yeah. uh, and then we had uh, some nice meals when we were out in British Columbia where. The temperature hovered around 10-11 degrees for most of the time we were there. So, you know, you need you need uh, billy boots and a ring, and an umbrella, but um you don't have to shovel it. So that yeah. was
0: How's the food out west? You know, it's funny. You know about, what? I always wonder about out west. Like is uh, the food it's like sometimes it's good, and yeah. sometimes it's
1: not. You know what? Vancouver is interesting Leslie, because it's it's coming into that evolution you know a lot of a lot of big names that had restaurants in the in the Vancouver area in the 1980s no and longer. 90s. Yeah, they they've, you know, yeah. places like Umberto's and other uh, places that were very yeah. famous in the yeah. 80s and 90s. Those guys have all retired and they're being replaced by some really really cool new up and coming chefs, which is kind of fun.
0: Vancouver was so super red hot, I would say, 20 years ago, and then the Olympics also was like a super time for them, but then after that, a lot of things kind of dived, and I just found every time I went to Vancouver, I had to be up on what the new restaurants were because they didn't seem to have staying power, not that many restaurants do today yeah but when you hit something great this place called bo in vancouver which Ooh, uh, i've never been i, I want to say chinese but it might fall under the larger hat of asian these days and it was unbelievably good and uh yeah it's, it's it's just fun to go out to vancouver it just is such a different food scene and yet it still feels so canadian but today i want to talk a little a, a little bit like on that line of the beginning of the year so just a little bit about you know I know we're so sick of these trend lists, but there was a really good one in the Globe and Mail. Sorry. As much as we're sick of these trend lists, here's another trend list. Um, But there was a very good one, I thought, in the Globe and Mail this week because, first of all, there were 30 trends, um, but it was really more about things um, kind of through technology or reasons, the really things that we could be seeing, and there are only six. So there we go. Okay. But um, I find they're, they're like, they all kind of made me go, ooh, okay, mm, okay. So the first one is zero-proof alcohol. Oh. And when we talk about, like, zero-proof alcohol, it's like no alcohol gin, no alcohol vodka, which I would really like to taste because when you – have uh, the thing about alcohol is it is a flavor booster. So the idea of having a gin with no alcohol, I just don't know where it would get its force. Like it's alcohol is that kind of backdrop that's really pushing the flavor a little bit like salt or sugar, like alcohol really. So to make a spirit without alcohol, but this is a big trend and it's really Mm -hmm. not about just making mocktails. It's about people who want alcohol-free spirits and also things like near 0% craft beers. Like 0.03 percent beers that people just don't they want the flavor of a good cocktail or a drink but they don't want the alcohol Mm. which is you know kind of a a, I mean that's a great I was I'm often sitting there saying wow I'd I'd really like this wine tonight without the alcohol maybe I'm the only person saying that well
1: I'm kind of that idea I'm kind of puzzled by that because I I like the uh, the idea of having a cocktail to you know relax and Right. Chill and enjoy. Maybe it could be and a, and psychosomatic. A, yeah, I guess. Like I, you
0: could think that you're having the I alcohol, guess. but...
1: You know? well, but would gin taste yeah. the same or vodka taste the same without the booze without the you know, all these yeah. things
0: when they begin are just kind of oof you know okay. you're like wow that's really yeah. not a, an X because they're trying to be something they're not and then what happens is this technology over time really does advance but maybe you could even have a gin that's not 40% you know maybe instead of going completely alcohol free they could diminish the alcohol but when you learn how all these spirits are made it really is all about the alcohol okay. So, but, and those are Canadian products that are coming out this isn't coming from LC. I swear, this is really a Canadian movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is... This I heard about years ago, and I really burst out laughing, which is single-origin flowers. So, like when you buy like a bag of five roses or Robin Hood or any flower, I mean that flower just comes from all over. It could be Canadian flower; it's Canadian flower, but it's it's not like you know where it comes from. But now people, and even here in Quebec, you know you'll go to some bakeries like Auton, this great bakery that's on the corner of Beaubien and Christophe Colomb, and they use single-origin flowers, which means that they know exactly. What variety of wheat is used? Um, what season it is? Uh, you know, um, milled in. A lot of them are milling them themselves, so they're grinding the flour, the, the wheat themselves, to make the flour, and they know it. So it's like the single origin flour. So now, and you, does it make a difference? Yes, I, like I was. That is say, arguable. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was going to say you're you you you've you've got a lot of experience with baking. What what's the result of knowing exactly where it comes from?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done a side-by-side tasting. I guess that okay. would be a 2020 goal, but okay. I. I- I mean they're really convinced and bakers are are so such pure wonderful people mm. that they're there's a lot of integrity there, but they're really convinced that you get very different results from different flowers. It's not always about flavor, it's often about the way it reacts in a ferment or the way things like the texture. So but this is really something that's coming up and I who would I would have never thought. Just mm. because we you know we never thought like coffee we used to get like, you know, Maxwell House, people wouldn't <laughs> get these you you're wouldn't right. know where your coffee was from. Yeah, and now right. You can yes. see exactly where it's from, so everybody is really into traceability. Is right. the big keyword. Okay. Um, this zero waste grocery shopping is a big deal, which is that you know there's we're encouraging people more and more to go in and bring their own containers and their own bags. Which you know the more and more plastic accumulates, I think all of us want to start stop seeing you know turtles and and. Uh, and birds full of straws and all kinds of twist eyes and things. So this is really a big trend now that you can soon, I don't know if that's happened yet, at, uh, I know IGA and Metro were talking about bringing in your own containers, I'm not sure of the date of that, but that is really a big trend, Bring in your own bags, your own containers uh, and really reducing everything that has to do with plastic. Got you. Um, on that other side of zero waste there are a lot of products now that are going to be made with waste so <laughs> that doesn't sound good <laughs> so expect to be eating a lot of garbage in 2020 oh, how but wonderful. um yeah well there is um there's spirits like there's more alcohol that's being made from the byproducts of milk that they call sugar milk and uh, so i guess it won't be the zero proof spirits but they're using they're distilling things like you know, milk byproducts to make spirits. They're making herbal tea bags with ugly fruit that is usually just would be thrown away, but okay. they dehydrate it and make tea bags. So a lot of idea of just using as much as you can. Um, another, of course, what is the big trend to come that nobody ever stops talking about, which is edibles, so like cannabis infused eating and also drinking. Um, you know, it's a really highly competitive market, and a lot of people want to get into it, especially things like baked goods or chocolate or all those gummies. But there's another thing that's already happening in like Denmark. It's a big thing in Copenhagen that you'll go to a restaurant and have a full tasting menu of cannabis infused food. So that by the end of the meal, you're usually crawling out of the restaurant on your hands and knees, giggling. Okay. And they say that's the hardest thing to control with edibles is how to not make people just fall over giggling right. at the end of a meal. But like, And also think about a tasting menu for like nine dishes, like the cumulative effect. So like you're a little buzzed after the first, like, but by after dessert, you're yeah. just really crawling out of there on all fours. But that is already a trend in Europe. And the last thing of course is this whole wave towards plant-based plant-based meats so mm-hmm. you can already find all this beyond meat and you know it's not bad there there are two at the yep. supermarket one is canadian made the beyond meat burger is not bad the canadian one i'm <laughs> not so great i mean i don't know but yeah. the one i had it wasn't wild about but it's, you know, all these vegan offerings, and already you see it in places like A&W. They have a Beyond Meat Burger. Subway, other people are jumping on that bandwagon. I was saying on Twitter the other day, I saw Martha Stewart promoting a Beyond Meatball sandwich at Subway. Yeah,
1: she, she you know what, I like, I give her points for for making fun of herself in that commercial. It's quite amusing, and I I just saw yeah. a press release hmm. this morning that McDonald's has expanded its Beyond Meat Burger to 52 more outlets across the country. They're calling it the PLT. The plant, ah, well, plant it is mostly made tomato. of pea yeah. protein. Yeah. Yeah, there you yeah go.
0: and you know, the flavor is really good. I mean, for anybody who's on the fence and, you know, when yeah. we think about the environment and the climate and eating eating animals and everything and slaughterhouse, all these things that are going on, it really is a great alternative. Mm-hmm. And right around the corner is Beyond Pork Meat, the pork-flavored one, and I'm sure chicken is just right behind it, too. You know, which is if we all like that texture of meat, why not? And yeah, you can get the flavor yeah. in so many different ways. So I, I think that's a good thing. I mean, I don't think Martha needs the money. But no, um, no, I think no, no, the no. rest of us yeah. can be eating, you know <laughs> I don't yeah. think Martha Martha had to buy a Lotto Max ticket last no, night. You no, you know, she didn't.
1: Yeah. No, no, she didn't. Did, did so those are one? things
0: to to look forward to. I I have not checked it yet, okay. and I did. Yeah. And I'm not a big lottery buyer, but no, I me say, neither.
1: But I, I bought one too. It's it's right here. Sometimes. And it's uh, not worth the paper. Well, it's. I, <laughs> but did, why did, is
0: it that we like we buy lottery tickets if it's seventy million dollars, but <laughs> yeah. not if it's a million? You I don't know? know. It's like oh, yeah. it's not enough. I don't you know.
1: know? <laughs> all right anyway. uh thank you for the list uh, Leslie we'll talk again next Wednesday another list, another list. All right, okay take care. see you bye. later bye 21 after seven.